Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. A new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. To the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, they. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 230 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. Padres get their series with Seattle going later today uh, in Seattle after the day off yesterday. Um, obviously, they just lost two out of three to the Dodgers over the weekend at Petco. They're going to look uh, to hopefully take both games of this Seattle series, although Seattle is a tough uh, team right now. They're, they're in wild card position they're a playoff team um if they're gonna take these two games or if they're gonna have more success in the season though uh their offense is gonna have to be better as a whole and that's my big topic uh for today's episode don't know how long it's gonna be uh maybe 20 minutes or so but i just want to discuss that because i know that there's a lot of frustration with the fan base about juan soto and you know it's it's understandable uh, people are frustrated. They can be frustrated. They have a right to be frustrated, and they have a reason to be frustrated. Um, I think he's hitting one something in September. Let me check that. Hang on one second. I saw the splits. Um, I got to go look up the splits. Probably should have had this available. My bad. Um, 
He's he's it's one of his worst slumps of his career. He's hitting one there it is. He's hitting 107 in September. So it's definitely justifiable for you to be mad at Juan Soto or be frustrated with Juan Soto. But I don't think all of the attention should be just on Juan Soto, um, you know, with him not producing offensively. In the month of September, the Padres were four and five. I know the, the month just started, but they're four and five. Just got it handed to them by the Dodgers these last two weekends. Uh, the majority of the time, Padres won the two Friday games, but couldn't do anything after that. They've allowed 23 more runs than they've scored, so you would think that that's like a big pitching problem, and you should be concerned probably about some starting pitchers, Joe Musgrove, maybe uh, Blake Snell. Obviously, you're always worried about that one inning. Like, just don't blow up uh, because that one inning that ruins a start like we saw over the weekend on, when was that, Saturday in that fifth inning when he was walking guys and giving up doubles all over the place. Ruined his start. His start, I thought, was pretty good until then. Um, so you could be worried about pitching. Uh, I like where the bullpen's at. Um, Stammen, they're not, he's not going to be pitching in those high-leverage situations. I think Josh Hader's pitching better. I always have liked Nick Martinez out of the bullpen this year. Um, you know, Suarez, Johnson, congrats to him, by the way, for coming back from the IL this past weekend. Steven Wilson's allowed one run since, I think, the middle of August. So I'm confident in the bullpen, but the offense is a definite concern. Uh, this morning, I dove into the numbers a little bit because I, you know, there's been talk about Soto struggles. And so if there's so I was like, you know, there's talk about Soto struggles. So let me see how other guys are doing. Because I know a lot of the focus is on him. But what about everyone else? Um, and so I know these are limited numbers. But this is the month of September. Their batting averages and their on-base percentages. So I'm going pretty much outfield to infield to catcher uh, those positions. So Profar, 235 average in September. On-base percentage, 270. Trent Grisham, 105 average in September. On base percentage of 227. Jose Azokar, a 357 average. On base percentage of 438. Juan Soto, a 107 batting average. 286 on base percentage. Will Myers, 167 batting average. 259 on base percentage. Josh Bell has a 257 average in September. He has a 333 on base percentage. Crony, 257 average, 297 on base percentage. Hassan Kim's hitting 156 this month, 250 on base percentage. Manny, 242 average, 306 on base percentage. Austin Nola, 107 average, 286 on base percentage. Jorge Alfaro, 143 average, 250 on base percentage. Luis Camposano, 200 average, 333 on base percentage. So I didn't you know, include Eggie Rosario or, you know, Luis Liberato, because those are like really, really limited. I included guys that are playing. Um, there's probably some people that want to say that Campy should be playing more than Nola or, um, yeah, probably Nola. Uh, I'm fine with playing Alfaro. And I tend to agree with that, at least right now. You know, Campy's, he's hitting better at the plate, I think. Um, I disagreed 
you know, on the pregame show before uh, yesterday's, or excuse me, Sunday's game, I was like, I'm fine with Nola catching Musgrove. Familiarity, all that stuff. But after Musgrove struggled on Sunday, left some pitches over the middle of the plate, and Nola's just, he's not a home run threat or any power threat at the plate, hitting at the bottom of the order. Camposano, when he was catching Musgrove that Wednesday game against the Giants, Musgrove had his best start in a while. Very successful. I know the Dodgers lineup is more talented than the Giants, but Campy and Musgrove, they seemed pretty comfortable with each other in that one start. I know it's limited time. I know Nola and Musgrove are more comfortable with each other, uh, but who's producing more offensively? Who is more of a threat offensively? Is it Camposano or is it Nola? I think it's Camposano. So I think Camposano should, I think him and Alfaro should be getting uh, probably the majority of the at-bats at the catcher position. I don't think that's going to happen, though, because the, the Padres, uh, they, I guess they love Nola on defense. Can't really throw runners out, though, especially guys that are trying to steal second. Can't throw guys out. Um, and Campy, so Nola, yeah, he does have to step up offensively. Like, it's going to take more than Soto. You know, that's the title of this episode. Nola's one of those guys. If the Padres, it doesn't matter, you know, the conversation or the question, the debate, should Campy be starting or Nola? Uh, you know, which one? I probably would say Campy, uh, but that doesn't matter. If they're going to continue throwing Nola out there, the bottom line is Nola has to be better at the plate. He has to produce more. Um, you know, I want the on-base percentage probably to be like 320-ish for any player uh, that's starting. If you want to be a real World Series contender, I want you, or I'll be nicer. Over 300. That's what I would want. And the Padres have four guys right now of those guys I named in September. Um, so far this month with an on-base percentage over 300. So I know, look, it's a limited playing time, a uh, limited span that I'm talking about here with September, and we'll, we're not even in the middle of the month yet. We're kind of in the middle of the month. Um, you know, Alfaro, he was hurt. He has, he has like two games. So that's like nothing. So you don't have to really pay attention to Alfaro's numbers. It's more NOLA, guys with the bigger sample size. Hassan Kim hitting 156 this month. He's playing every day. He had no hits in the Dodgers series uh, on Friday night. Uh, I think he popped out and he grounded into a double play in some situations with runners in scoring position. He needs to be better. Um, you know, Zokar, I, I like what I'm seeing out of him. I I don't want to, to bench Grisham because I believe he's more of a power threat than Zokar. But I'll say this again, Grisham, just like Nola, Needs to be better offensively then. Um, he's had some really clutch home runs this year. Uh, had I think he has a couple walk-offs. Obviously, the home run that he hit on Friday night was huge. Gave the uh, the Padres the lead over the Dodgers at one point, or at that point, 3-1. to one. But he has to come through, I think, more consistently and has to get on base more. 227 on base percentage, uh, I think that needs to improve. Um, I, I'm not too mad about Profar. I think he's still having pretty good at-bats. Uh, but Will Myers, 167 average so far this month, 259 on base percentage, struck out four times on Sunday. Three of them were looking. So that's three free outs, essentially, that you're giving the other team. You're not even, tr you're not even swinging the bat, 
right? The, the last that bat just froze him with the fastball. I don't think that can happen consistently if uh, Will wants to be in the lineup consistently. Uh, the good news is that Brandon Drury is expected to be back, not for this Seattle series, uh, but for the Diamondback series. It is a head thing, so I wouldn't expect him to be playing every day or uh, anything like that when he returns. Uh, but I think Will has to be better. Josh Bell, you'd like to see more power out of him. Um, his on-base percentage this month has been good, over 300, 333. Uh, he obviously got off to that slow start, but I've, I've liked more what I've seen out of him. Manny, obviously, is carrying the offense. He's been carrying the offense all year long. Uh, like I already listed earlier, 306 on-base percentage so far this month. I know he struck out a few times in this Dodgers series. Didn't look so great on Sunday. Uh, that one strikeout, we went on a knee. But look, I I'm not worried about Manny, just like I'm not worried about Soto. Those are two of the best hitters on the planet. And so it's not just Soto uh, that has to be better. It's uh, And it's not, even if Soto and Manny were both on, like that would help if Soto was on at the same time as Manny. But there's still that still um, wouldn't be enough to for me at least, to be like this full World Series uh, contender or even nationally pennant contender if only two of those guys are on. Like, they still need more production. Uh, and I talked about this on episode 229 when I was kind of reacting to that Dodger Padres series over the weekend. The, do the, the uh, difference I um, can identify between the Padres and the Dodgers is the depth, right? The Dodgers have, you know, their eight hitter, Chris Taylor. He can hit a home run at any point. I don't feel like that with Jose Zocar. I know he's getting on base a lot, so that's good. Uh, but you don't feel like you don't feel that with him. I don't feel that, you know, when Austin Nola comes up to the plate, that at any moment he can go, you know, double in the gap. I know he's done it, but I don't feel like um I just don't feel that with the bottom of the Padres order. Um, you know, when Grisham's up at the plate, I know he can hit a home run. Uh, I know he can get on, he can bunt, but you'd like production throughout the order to be better. Chris Taylor, for example, I think he was hitting eighth, like I just said, uh, during Sunday's game. His September on base percentage is 333, right? Um, you go look at the bottom of the Padres order. I know Azokar has been down there, uh, but like, you know, Grisham, if he's in there this month, 227 is on base percentage. Uh, that's a big difference between Taylor and Grisham, and obviously Nola, two eighty six. You'd want that to be higher. You want that to be higher. Hassan Kim, he's been leading off sometimes. I like him as the leadoff hitter um, when he's on and stuff, but his average needs to be better. His I not I know everything's not about average, but obviously at one fifty six average, that's not good. Um, two fifty on base percentage. I think that has to be better. So. There's a lot of different names here other than just Juan Soto that I think need to be better, that need to produce more consistently offensively uh, if the Padres want to put away the Brewers and not have to worry about only having a two-game lead on them uh, you know, after Sunday's action. Um, so that was the main point of this episode. Obviously, you, know, you can have concern about the pitching. Um, and I guess that applies to the title as well. It's going to take more than Soto. It's going to take more than, you know, you Darvish being an ace. Uh, 
in this rotation, right? I mean, if you go, let me look up Joe Musgrove's splits here, or uh, his game logs. Now, obviously, I have the Musgrove uh, towel behind me. I'm a big Musgrove fan. He's probably my second favorite player on the team uh, outside of Crony. But he does have to be better, too. Eight earned runs in his last two starts. Allowed three runs against the Giants on uh, August 31st. That was late in the outing. He pitched good there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm concerned more about the location of his pitches, which I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, right? He's not just being wild, like outside the zone, kind of like hater, um, where you have to go additional steps. One, find the zone first and then find location. Here with Musgrove, at least for me, what I'm looking at, find the location. Because um, he, he pitched good to start out off that Dodger outing, but he left pitches over the middle of the plate when it was supposed to be down and away. He left it over the middle of the plate to Taylor and Turner, I believe, uh, on those home runs. At, you know, in uh, times where you don't want to leave pitches over the plate. I know you don't want to leave them over the plate first batter, first inning or anything, but you'd rather uh, have you'd rather have him cruise through the whole start than um, you know, hit that rough patch there and then have to be out of the game not being able to finish through six. And I know Joe Musgrove, he holds himself to a higher standard than, you know, just going five and a third innings like he did on Sunday. So I'm confident that'll be better. Again, it's more about location and mechanics. Um, but yeah, he has to be better. Um, you look at Snell, obviously, in his start. He has to be better. Uh, you just don't want to see those blowups. You know, he had been pitching in the second half, second half Snell. He's always pitching better than he does in the first half, but you still want to avoid those blowups. Uh, August 24th against Cleveland, six earned runs. There was blowups there. Last time out, uh, that was on Saturday against the Dodgers. Doesn't get an out in the fifth inning, uh, five earned runs, walks three guys. And I know at least one of those guys scored, wasn't striking out a ton of guys, which is fine. You, but you know you gotta try not to walk three guys every start, right? You just gotta hit your spots more. And I feel like he gets mentally flustered on the mound when he's not getting calls that he wants. You see him jumping on the mound, uh, and it, you feel like it gets in his head. Um. So yeah, there's there's guys on the pitching staff that you want to see more consistency out of, uh, and I know there's obviously Stammen. It's like get things together, but the good thing there is I don't anticipate Craig Stammen pitching in high leverage situations this year. The rest of this year, um, he's there to be pitching in you know seven three seven two games, hopefully. Um, so yeah. Guys, uh, I think, uh, look, the sample sizes that I drew, you know, it's September. Small sample sizes. Hasn't even been 15 games, right, in this month. Uh, but I think that is an example. That's recent, right? What are you going to judge on what guys can do uh, in the near future, what they've recently done, and what the Padres offense has recently done as a whole, I don't think is good enough if they want to make it to the postseason uh, with the schedule that they have coming up. I still think this team will make the postseason because 
I don't think Kim's going to hit 156 the rest of this month. Uh, I don't think Juan Soto's going to hit 107 the rest of this month, right? Um, and I think Manny's going to continue to hit. And I hope that they can get Campy some more at-bats. Uh, but right now is right now. And right now, the offense uh, is a concern for me. Just like it's been pretty much since Soto got here, I'm pretty sure it was a concern before that. I know they had a great start with that Colorado game, right? Um, and it was like, wow, this offense, it's amazing. I know they've been out, they've been without Brandon Drury, you know, this last, what, week, week plus. Um, and that's going to help when he comes back because that means that Myers probably won't be playing every day. Uh, you'll get Bell and Drury, you know, four or five in the lineup probably. Uh, but Still, even when Drury comes back, is it a guarantee that he hits, you know, great with runners in scoring position like he's done this year? I think he's the best hitter in baseball with runners in scoring position. I don't think there's a guarantee with that. Um, are, are they going to be playing him every day? Is he going to be getting four or five at-bats a day? I don't know, coming off of, you know, being on the concussion list. So other guys are going to have to step up. I, I believe other guys will step up. Cronenworth has a 297 on base percentage uh, so far this month, which has been better uh, compared to what he was doing before. I feel like, when was that? You know, the rough patch. Let me look up his game logs. He's been doing better as of late. Obviously, he uh, was struggling at home, like the worst batting average in baseball for the majority of the year. Still has an above-average OPS plus for the season. But let me pull up his numbers here. So, yeah, the rough stretch. I mean, he went. If you just look at his game logs and look at the hits, there's a lot of games where he, um, you know, got hits. It's not like he went a big stretch without getting a hit. Uh, maybe a four or five game stretch at the beginning of August. Um. But it's been more like the extra base hits, not a ton of that. And Colonel Worth, he's not, you know, this power hitter, uh, homered on Friday. What I've liked out of him, um, and I noticed this a little bit in the Dodgers series last, uh, I think it was Sunday. I know they lost that game. But it feels to me like it's more of a line drive swing. So that's encouraging. That's one of the other guys um, that I think will continue to play well and hit well and continue to get on base. Um, so I'm still encouraged by some guys in this lineup. I just also think that the focus does need to be on some other guys other than just Juan Soto. I'm not trying to cover for Soto. He needs to be better. Uh, he would tell you that he needs to be better, but it is a team. This is, it is a team. It's not, you know, the NBA where, oh, if LeBron, oh, he sucks. He's been sucking. He, if he starts to play better, oh, this team can, uh, you know, get an eighth seed in the playoffs or whatever. Like, you need more than one guy to perform. Uh, you know, Manny, it's hard, I, I think, I would think, it's going to be hard for Manny to be the one-man show the rest of this month and at the same time the Padres make the postseason. You know, other guys got to contribute. Uh, we saw that, right? We saw that the all-far walk-off game. It was a team effort. We'd got to get more of those and have 
the starting pitchers not give up, you know, three home runs like it happened in that game. So the big message, obviously, from this episode, and this is pretty much it, is just the consistency. Want to see more consistency from the offense uh, and have some real depth in this lineup, have confidence in the bottom of the lineup. Um, that's what I want to see. And obviously, I want to see Juan Soto be Juan Soto for a for the rest of this month. You hope that it can start uh, against Seattle in this series. We'll see. And continue it into Arizona and all that. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much the episode, episode 230. Feel free to give me your thoughts on social media at Talking Friars on Twitter and Instagram or in the comments here on YouTube. For the podcast audience, I appreciate you listening as well. This episode is brought to you by Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries located on Friars Road in Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. You can visit gaglionbros.com to view their entire menu, great cheesesteaks, fries, cheesesteak fries. I encourage you to check them out if you have not already. If you haven't, you're missing out, I think. Um, all right, that's going to do it. I'll be back for the pregame show later today. Go Padres. Talk to you later.